Hello and welcome to the Feel It to Heal It podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kelly, and I am a clinically trained therapist, emotional wellness and life coach, and healer. My mission is to help as many humans as possible feel safe to feel their feelings in order to create a life beyond their wildest dreams. Thank you for being here and let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the podcast on YouTube. Today's podcast episode is going to be me going live on Instagram. I do a morning tea live every Wednesday, so you can also catch it on the gram. So I'm about to go live right now. You guys can tune in from there or here. You got all the options in the world, but if you see me looking this way, it's because that's where my phone is. So we're doing a little double recording action and today's topic is going to be a good one. So stay tuned. Let me know how you enjoy this. Reach out with any questions or thoughts and let's get started. Good morning. Welcome to Morning Tea Live. Happy Wednesday, everyone. I hope you guys are having a beautiful morning. It is super rainy here again. I don't know what's going on with California, but I'm kind of loving it. It's a nice change of pace. So everyone take a minute to get settled, maybe grab some tea. I'm using my new bestseller energy mug that Amanda Francis and Kara Allwell sent me for the self-published course that I'm in. Very exciting. Drinking some peppermint tea. And I'm really excited about today's topic. This was a culmination of a client request. I have a client that loves giving morning tea requests, and she always comes up with the best ones based on what she and I are working on together or what's coming up for me personally. So today we're going to be talking all about being an energetic match versus in alignment. So how do you know when something is in alignment, out of alignment, or how do you know if it's just not an energetic match. So we're going to be talking about the relationship between those two. Drop any questions below. And as always, let's start with a breath to get settled into this present moment. So hands on heart or, you know, wherever you're listening to this, maybe in the car driving, like I like to listen to podcasts. So um, maybe putting hands on your legs, you know, maybe one of them and then keep the other on the wheel. Be safe, (laughs) y'all. All right, let's take a big deep breath in and release. And another one. And release. And one more. And let it all go. Just noticing how your breath is feeling right now in this moment. Noticing how your heart is feeling. Is your heart feeling at all tender or raw or full or nervous or sad? Just noticing how your heart is feeling right now. Just taking a moment. (laughs) Sky is being very distracting. He is, Bubba. You good boy. He's literally licking out his bowl after he finished eating because he just enjoys it so much. Puppies are the best. Okay. So refocusing on the breath, just noticing how your breath is feeling right now, how your body is feeling. Noticing any tension or tightness. And giving your body anything it's needing, maybe some stretches or some neck rolls, whatever your body's needing in this moment. Okay, so let's dive in. So first of all, let's set the foundation for this conversation and talk about what does alignment mean? It's a hot buzzword in the healing and wellness world, but what does it actually mean? So Alignment is when your desires of your heart and the thoughts in your mind and the burning sensations in your soul and entire being (laughs) match the external, match your actions. So it's like your thoughts, your emotions, your actions, 
your soul, your heart, your mind, they're all on the same page. Most of the time when we experience misalignment, it shows up as anxiety, depression, suicidality, substance use, thought, you know, cognitive distortions, uh, dysregulated nervous system. And the issue is that we can feel so clear in our mind what we want in life. So I can tell you, you know, I want to live oceanfront. I want a house on the ocean. I can tell you that I want to pay off all my debt. I want to um, gain not necessarily a six pack, but like a toned, tight tummy. (laughs) I'm getting real detailed here and like a thick booty. So I can tell you all the things that I desire for my physical health, for my financial health, for my emotional health. I want to feel so fucking powerful and safe in my body. So I can tell you, I want all these things, but if our nervous system is still wired in survival mode, which it is for all of us, because as children, we had to be in survival mode to survive in the world. And if we have not done the work to process that stored pain that happened during childhood, which again is all of us, unless you've done the work to process the pain, that pain that can be so sneaky and subtle and just be living in the crevices of our bodies and fascia tissue and all the places that it shows up, that can be blocking us from those desires actually manifesting in the physical realm. And if you haven't listened to my other podcast and morning tea episode around embodied manifestation, that would be a great one to start with. And this is kind of a deepening of that. So if we have that stored pain, it's going to be blocking us from actually seeing our dreams manifest to reality. And then we might be saying to ourselves, well, you know, I guess that desire just isn't in alignment. Or I guess this client is not in alignment, or I guess this, you know, dream that I want is not in alignment. Maybe it's just not meant to be. And it could be that, right? Maybe, maybe you think you want something, but it's not actually what you want because you're feeling disconnected from your authentic self, right? We might still be in our wiring of choosing authenticity versus, or attachment over authenticity where we're not actually connected to what we want. Sometimes that's the first step is like, We've been living our whole lives for other people and what we think other people want from us, society, our parents, our families, our friends, that we have to first get clear on like, what do we actually want? And if we're in survival mode, we may not feel safe to actually claim and own and speak out to ourselves, to our people, to the universe, what we actually want, because it can feel terrifying. I made a lot of big claims for 2023 because I just felt like, why am I holding back? Why not just go all in for all the things that I want? And worst case scenario, they don't happen this year. They happen the next year. Like they're still going to happen. Right. Because the thing is, is that if you have a desire in your heart, that is meant to happen. That is meant to happen in your destiny. Will it happen for all people that is dependent on how much you are willing to actually put in the work of healing your nervous system. Because all of the desires that you have in your heart that your mind tricks you into thinking is too good to be true, is not realistic, you should just be grateful and not want more, all of those lies in your head that are just trying to protect you and that are coming from other people, society, parents, so on and so forth, those are there for a reason because you are destined to experience them. But whether or not we actually will experience them is up to us. Because I can't tell you how many times I've heard my parents growing up saying they wanted to do a certain thing, but they haven't done it yet. So it's not that that desire is not in alignment. That desire for them is in alignment. But are they an energetic match for that desire actually coming to fruition? Not if they have a dysregulated nervous system that is wired in survival mode. So that's the key difference between alignment and being an energetic match 
an energetic match means that our energetic vibration is attracting in the physical, what we want internally, our external is mirroring our internal always, whether we are feeling really, you know, safe to manifest and dream or whether we're taken over and consumed by fear, the external always mirrors the internal physically, financially, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, everything, every aspect of your life relationally, it's always mirroring the internal. So it's not that you don't want these things. You can say, I want to, you know, hit my six figure mark. I want to be a millionaire. I want to find a beautiful connected relationship. I want to birth a child. I want to, you know, move into a bigger house. I want a promotion at my job. You can want all of these things. And those things can be in alignment because essentially the question you have to ask yourself when evaluating if something is in alignment is, do I desire it? And this goes for relationships too. Is this person in alignment for where I'm at? Do I desire to be around their energy? Do I feel expanded by being around their energy? Do I desire to learn from them, grow from them? Do I desire to just be with them, to just be around them? Do I desire them to be in my life? And the thing with people is that we are attachment-based creatures. Like I always talk about, we are so deeply connected that we keep ourselves small out of fear of loss. And then we end up staying misaligned. We end up surrounding ourselves with people who are not in alignment, who are in different points in their journey. So this is the thing I want to drive home today. Just because someone is not in alignment with you does not mean anything about you or them. We attach so much meaning. So we take it so personally. If someone's like, you're not in alignment for me. I had someone tell me that this week. And to me that deeply felt, it felt both painful, but it also felt like almost like a compliment in this way. Not that the person was intending it as a compliment, but the way that my body received it, I was like, oh, I get it because we're just in different points. We're in different points. And To me, that felt really beautiful because I'm not at that point anymore. And I worked so hard to not be at that point, but it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with the point that this other person's at. It just means it's different. It's just different. Everyone is on their own healing journey, whether we're aware of it or not. We are all on our soul's healing journey. We've come in. I believe that we come into this life after maybe experiencing some other lives, or in my case, many, many lives, and we're here to heal new things that, you know, come from our past lineage and ancestors and trauma and heal them in a new, deeper way. And to learn the lessons that we need to learn and to be able to experience what we're meant to experience. So it's not that your desires are not in alignment. It's that you are meant to experience what you're meant to experience in this lifetime. And you may or may not be an energetic match for those specific desires at this point in time, in the present moment. But that doesn't mean that you can't do the work to become an energetic match for them. Because what happens is we hear a lot in the manifestation world of like, get clear on your desires, you know, imagine the thing already happening, feel those feelings in your body, and then you will be an energetic match for them. Yes, that is all true and beautiful. A thousand percent. That's a practice I do on the daily. And we're missing such a huge component, which is that we all have trauma stored in our bodies. So if we are not taking time to tend to that pain, to process and release that pain somatically through the body, It blocks us from actually feeling safe to receive. Even if cognitively we're like, oh yeah, we're safe to receive. If I told you right now, let's say that your desire is to attract the most amazing partner that you could ever dream of, but you have been living 
with an activated anxious attachment wound that has been running the show in all your relationships. If I were to give you this dream partner who did not placate to your anxious attachment, who was so secure in themselves, who, you know, has done this work and just like, just is so dreamy, your nervous system might be like, whoa, what's happening? This does not feel familiar. And when something doesn't feel familiar, it doesn't always feel safe. So we have to first do the work in building that secure attachment within ourselves so that we actually feel safe to experience that with other people. And so how do we experience the security? Hold on. There's a knock at my door. Hold on one sec. Okay. We had a delivery at the door. We're back. <laughs> Thank you for your patience. So Let's see. What was I saying? Um, I was saying that, oh, this dreamy partner, your nervous system might not actually be feeling safe to receive it. So that's the difference is like, that's with anything. If you say you want something in your job, your business, your, you know, romantic life, your friends, like whatever it might be, and then you actually, I'm like, okay, magic wand, boom, you receive it. How do you feel in your body? Is there fear? Is there, you know, excitement? Maybe there's a little bit of both. And so it makes sense that anything that's different than what we're used to, if we're used to relating through our anxious attachment, relating through a more securely attached style is going to feel weird. Like sometimes I have to be like, oh, it's okay. Like it's okay to relate this way. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay to feel good. It's okay to feel safe. It's like learning to trust the goodness. So essentially that desire, that person, that partner, that, you know, paycheck, that amount in your bank account, that dream, whatever it is in your heart, that can still be in alignment, but you may not be an energetic match for it. So this shows up for me all the time, especially when I'm launching groups. So right now I'm in the middle of launching for my come home to yourself group, a four month group from healing for healing anxious attachment, going from anxious to secure. And each time I launch any group or anything in my business, it becomes a deeper layer of me healing my own anxious attachment because our anxious attachment and our attachment wounding shows up everywhere, not just our relationships, but in our business and our jobs with our boss, with our friends, with our employee, like how we relate to ourselves. It's, it shows up everywhere. So this shows up for me every single time I launch anything. It's this practice of releasing control because as an anxiously attached person, control can feel so strong. Like if we don't control, this isn't going to happen, but that's actually completely false. If anything, the control is going to make it not happen even more because we are controlling rather than allowing the universe to support us in the way and the timing that it's meant to. But we can't lean into faith if we're still in survival mode. So we have to meet ourselves where we're at. We have to just take a baby step and actually sit with the fear that's coming up, sit with our inner child that's feeling terrified and showing them that they're safe. So what is one way that you can show your body that you're safe in this present moment? Taking a deep breath, orienting yourself to your surroundings, right? Like grounding. Okay. I'm in my apartment. I can see the trees. I am safe right now in this moment. And then being with the fear that comes up. So actually feeling that in your body, where do you feel it? Noticing different areas that that shows up. Maybe it's your stomach or your chest or your solar plexus. Like where do you actually feel it? And being with that. So we first have to feel the fear in order to feel safe to receive the abundance. So when we actually sit with that fear or that pain or our scared inner child, that is when we show the universe how to show up for us. We move first, the universe responds. It's never the other way around. So with this group or with any launch, when my inner child is feeling terrified 
and I'm allowing her to run the show through obsessing, controlling, ruminating, being paralyzed by fear, shutting down, the universe responds to that. I'll get messages from people who were maybe once interested, now they're not, um, someone backing out of some of something that they originally wanted to sign up for, um, you know, just so many things of the universe, like so many signs of the universe being like, nope, nope, you're not an energetic match for this. And that's not to punish you. That's not to, it's all information. It's all information of what is happening internally that this is showing up for me externally. This literally, I have to share this. So my first retreat, (laughs) I love this story. My first retreat, there was someone that said that she was going to be all in for signing up for the retreat. And I was so excited. I love this client so, so much. And then I engaged in one of my former addictive behaviors and I invested my time and energy with someone that was not in alignment. So what do I mean when I say they are not in alignment? They do not make me feel good. They make me feel dysregulated. They make me feel triggered. They, you know, the thing is, is that when people make us feel dysregulated and triggered, it's a beautiful catalyst for us looking at those triggers. But also you can spend all the time looking at those triggers and healing from them, learning from them, and also choose this person does not make me feel good. And so they're not really in alignment with how I want to feel or the way that I want to spend my time and energy. And it doesn't mean anything about this person. This is actually a person that I love very, very deeply and who's still in my life, but someone that I just have to have boundaries with, that I have to be really intentional with how much time I spend with them. Because if I spend too much time with them, it disconnects me from myself because they feel like a really unsafe person because of their own trauma, their own dysregulation. And so I have to have really good boundaries. And so I had spent too much time with this person in a way that was not in alignment for how we were spending our time. And I woke up the next morning feeling disconnected from myself. And I woke up from a message. uh, I woke up to a message from this dream client who was going to sign up for the retreat back in September saying that she was not going to do it. And I didn't put the two and two together, but my mentor was like, you do see the pattern here, right? Every time you hang out with this person and you spend too much time with them, you literally lose money in your business. And I was like, oh fuck, you're right. (laughs) Cause I didn't even put it together, right? These things are so sneaky. But then when I got back into alignment, meaning I felt more connected to myself, I processed what was actually happening for little me that made her run to this person who has been this sense of safety, but also lack of safety all at the same time. And when I sat with that and I came home to myself and I processed what was happening for me, that same client then messaged me saying she was going to sign up for their (laughs) team. So like, you can't make this stuff up. The same thing happened last night. Last night, I allowed myself to obsess, to control, to ruminate, to avoid shame. And I got in someone earlier in the day who was so interested in this group. And she was like, yeah, I don't think I can do it at this time. And she was like all in, you know, but then I was like, okay, this is information. This is information for where my energy is at right now. I am avoiding pain. And because I'm avoiding pain, I do not feel safe to receive right now. And so I'm not receiving the things that I want to receive, which currently is to fill this group up with soul, dreamy, aligned clients. And so I continued this practice of bringing myself back to safety. So I tended to my inner child. I sat with deep pain that was getting triggered for her. I um, did my MCJ, my meditation chanting journaling. I took a shower. I uh, co-regulated with my coach. I uh, wrote my inner child a letter. Like I, I did the painful work of sitting with it and also just allowing myself to fall apart. 
my coach and I were laughing this morning because she woke up to a message of me telling her that I, my inner child was having such dysregulated thoughts last night that I had to take a frozen bag of cauliflower from Trader Joe's and literally just put it on my head to get the thoughts to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and this is what I have to do. Literally, like, you know, some there are some times where my inner child gets so fearful and shameful and so dysregulated. And that fear of abandonment shows up so strongly that I can do all the things in the world, right? I can sit with the pain. I can journal, I can cry, I can whatever it is, do all my things. But sometimes it takes a little something extra, like a bag of frozen cauliflower, which by the way, the science behind that is that cold helps regulate your nervous system. So sometimes when we're feeling really dysregulated, we need a little extra support. That doesn't mean that I'm avoiding the pain. And I'm very, very intentional with not going to those tools until I've sat with the pain because it can be really easy to bypass the root of what's happening by reaching for the cold water, reaching for these things before we've actually tended to the root, which is little us. And you have to meet yourself where you're at. So I wasn't able to sit with the pain two years ago. When I would get dysregulated like this, I would have to immediately reach for the bag of frozen shit in the freezer because I needed that cold water to calm my nervous system down. Now I'm at a place where I've done enough internal safety building where I feel safe enough to sit with the pain, knowing that I'm not going to die, knowing that I'm safe to be with it. And then I'll use, you know, uh, some other tools to process like journaling, cold water, all of that. But last night when I got triggered, I intentionally put everything away, didn't look at the computer, put my phone down didn't open my journal, didn't do anything, but just sit there, put my hands on my body, breathe, tend to little me, imagine holding her, noticing what's coming up for her and just allowing myself to fall apart. We have such shame around letting ourselves fall apart because we don't even feel safe to do it. We think if we allow ourselves to fall apart, we're going to, we're going to stay falling apart forever. And we're not going to be able to put ourselves back together. And so again, meeting yourself where you're at, there's no shame if you need to, you know, reach for those coping skills right away. But the goal is that with time, the more you practice, you're creating more and more space between actually the trigger and, you know, doing something to kind of regulate. You want to first actually sit with what is coming up for you. So, so I did some, some frozen cauliflower on my head to, to shut these thoughts up because they were so strong. And, you know, I, I say that in a gentle way because the goal is not actually to shut the thoughts up. It's really to be with little us not resist her, not try and tell her to shut up, but really be with her and be like, okay, I understand why you're having these thoughts. Even if our adult selves are just annoyed that they're happening but it's not going to help if we don't actually tend to them. So I allowed myself to think all of the things. I just allowed myself to cry and think and engage in all of the things. And then I brought myself back home. And so it was this roller coaster of a night where I was like, okay, I'm back. I feel back. I feel back in my body. I feel back to my adult self. I feel like my inner child is like she went to bed, you know? And then like 10 minutes later, <laughs> She would be like, no, I'm awake, you know? So like some nights we get like that where we get our inner child feels more activated. And so we contend her, we can be with her. We can show her that she's safe. And because of the work I did last night and this morning before getting out of bed, I took time to be with myself before reaching for the phone, before all of that. And because I did that work, I woke up to another application, the second application in less than 24 hours. And to me, that is the universe rewarding courage because I noticed that I was looping. I noticed that I was, you know, engaging in all the protectors. And I also did the work to be with the pain, to soften those protectors. And that is the hardest work that we will ever do. It is not easy our inner child can be so activated and so strong that it feels nearly impossible to put them to bed sometimes and to just love them and hold them. Oops, spill my tea. 
So the universe is always responding. So it's not that when I was, you know, ruminating and then got that no, that it's like, oh, the universe is punishing me for ruminating. No, it's giving me information. Okay, what's happening for me energetically that I need to tend to so that I can actually feel safe to receive? Because if my inner child is grasping and controlling and holding on for dear life, I'm not in a space to receive what I want to receive. I'm going to receive it and then I'm still not going to feel safe to actually hold it. So the difference is that when I was able to bring myself back to safety, I was then in a place where I felt safe enough to receive that. So always using the information as, you know, around what's happening for us as a way to look at and get curious around what's happening for me in my nervous system. And so again, remembering that alignment is different than being an energetic match for it. The two go hand in hand. We need to be an energetic match for something in order to get closer and closer to being in alignment. Like I have a very clear vision of the impact and the mission and the money and the power and the abundance that I want to have with my business, but I'm not an energetic match for that yet. I still have safety and building to do to get to that point. Right now, I'm an energetic match for exactly what I have. So it doesn't mean that that bigger vision is not in alignment. It just means that I'm meeting myself where I'm at and I'm taking it moment by moment within my window of tolerance so that my nervous system doesn't shut down so that I can actually build more and more safety, process more and more pain, create more and more space to be an energetic match for what I am in alignment for, for what I actually desire. So remember our desires are in alignment, but if we are choosing people, things, opportunities that are not in alignment that we don't actually want, but we're choosing it out of safety, that's a direct blockage for actually showing our inner child and our nervous system that we are safe. Cause you can think of the two interchangeably. You can think of it as the inner child. You can think of it as our nervous system. They go hand in hand. So that's going to be a direct blockage for showing our nervous system that we're actually safe to move forward. Because when we move forward, we lose people. I lost someone just this week, unexpectedly. I got broken up with in a text and it was awful and it was painful, but this person and I are not in alignment anymore. And that doesn't mean anything about this person or me. It doesn't mean anything about us. All it means is that we're not in alignment. So my dreams, the way I see things, the way that I feel, the way I talk about things, the way, the way that I am is not in alignment with the way that this person is. And it's because we're in different points in our journeys, just like someone who has already accomplished or, um, you know, someone, someone like my mentor, right. Who's done this work longer. Her nervous system has healed and rewired more than mine has, right. That's why she's an expander for me. So the, the things that she's attracting right now in the present moment may not be in alignment for me because I'm not at that point energetically. Just like with my clients, I might be attracting things that are different from them because I've done this work on myself longer. Like everyone does different. It's everyone is just different. Everyone has their own journeys. And when we force someone to come along our specific journey or our specific path, that's most likely coming from a place of, I need you to come with me because I don't feel safe unless you do. And that's an us problem. That's not their responsibility to live our lives, to make us feel safe. It's our responsibility to come home to ourselves and act in alignment with us and our true authenticity and respect and honor that someone else's authenticity might take them on a different path naturally. And we can't force them to go on a different path just because we think our path is the way. That's not fair to them. And the biggest thing is that when we lead by example, we show others what's possible. So the amount of times I've had 
friends and clients, you know, want to come with me on this healing journey because they see my transformation. They see what's possible. They see how I'm able to live and feel so differently than I was even two years ago. That wasn't me dragging them with me and saying, I don't feel safe unless you come with me. That's me saying, I'm going to focus on me and what feels true and aligned for me. And the people that are meant to come with me will, and the people that are meant to go on their own path will go on their own path because the deepest form of compassion is to allow and honor and respect people being on their own journey. The man that I thought I was going to marry that I always refer to in New York, he told me, he said, when you love someone, you set them free. And by him holding on to me or me holding on to him because we were so deeply attached and in love would have been such a disservice to both of our authentic paths. And it's painful, but pain is always better than suffering. Because if you choose to stay with someone, whether it's a friend, a partner, a boss, a job, whatever it is, just because you are afraid of losing them, it is actually selfish. It's actually doing a disservice to them and to yourself because you stay small and then you get resentful and resentment breeds disease as Dr. Gabor Mate talks about all the time. So if you are holding on to this thing and grasping onto this thing and not letting them be free, which I was doing when I, when I first separated from this person and my anxious attachment was so activated, I literally felt like I was dying without him he was such a rock for me. He was such a sense of safety when I felt like I was dying without him. And I kept holding on rasping thought about, you know, moving back to New York, like all these things, because my inner child was terrified. That wasn't honoring that my authentic self needed to not be with this person needed to be here in California needed to, you know, leave the therapy world and, and start this coaching business needed to do all these things that disappointed a lot of people. You think my family was happy that I moved across the country from them? No, I know that it hurt them. I moved just eight, let's see, June, July. I moved three months after my mom died. Do you know how traumatic that was for my family to lose my mom and then to basically lose me across the country? That was incredibly traumatic. And yet me staying for them would have been doing a disservice to all of us because the best thing we can do for those that we love is to honor our authenticity, is to honor our own path and allow the other person to go on their path. And if we are wired in survival where we are grasping onto anyone and everyone because that's what feels safe, we are not going to feel safe enough to let go. Letting go does not mean that you don't love them. Letting go does not mean that you can't talk to them or think about them or have them in your life. Letting go means that you trust that what is meant to happen will happen. And now that it's been years since I left this person in New York, I see that we are not in alignment the way that I thought I was. I thought we were in alignment because of my feelings for this person, but we weren't actually in alignment because I wouldn't have been able to expand or grow in the way that I would want, because that would not be honoring his authentic self. And because he also has a lot of stored trauma that he has not worked through. There was this meme on Instagram the other day that resonated so deeply. It said something along the lines of you will stay like you will lose people when you're on a healing journey because you start to what was it? Something about like, you will start to not want to be around the, or they will not want to be around the things that they are avoiding within themselves. So people want to distance themselves from you when you start healing and relating differently because you're a direct mirror for all the shit that they're avoiding. So when I say that I'm not in alignment with this person anymore, it's because they are still on their own journey. And to me, it feels like I would have stayed small to stay with them rather than allowing myself to expand in the way that feels true for me. And this person even honored that they said, 
you need to, you need to expand, you need to, I need to set you free. Right. And so when we set ourselves free, it's the best gift in the world. And I know how painful it is. It is so incredibly painful to feel disconnected from those that we have loved the most. This has been the case with so many people in my life, people that I thought would be in my life forever and ever and ever, like my closest people, my best friends, my, you know, most incredible relationship, my closest people are now the people that I feel the most disconnected from. And it's sad and it's scary, but it is so worth it to honor yourself because if you don't, you're going to suffer. As Gabor Mate says, when we choose attachment over authenticity, we always suffer because we're doing a disservice to our soul. So I know this was a little side tangent of kind of loss during healing, but I think it all goes back to alignment because when we are so scared to lose people and lose things and lose the comfort zone and stay small because those that we love are not willing to grow and expand and they want to stay small. And then we sacrifice our, ourselves for the people that want to stay small and not honoring that that's just where they're at. And we can't force them to come with us. That puts us out of alignment. So when we're talking about being an energetic match and being in alignment for our desires, it's coming home to you over and over and over and over again, and not making it mean anything, just honoring that everyone is safe to be where they're at. And by you following your own soul's journey, you can inspire others to do the same, but keep coming home to you because when you come home to you and what feels true to you and what you desire it gets you closer and closer to being in alignment and closer to actually feeling safe enough to be an energetic match for what you desire. Because <clears throat> if you tell me that you want something, but then your actions show the complete opposite, that's not in alignment. And then you feel anxious for why the things are not happening, or you feel depressed that you're still in the same place a year later, your actions have to match what the words coming out of your mouth. Last night, I did not want to do my MCJ, but I made a commitment to, or last night I didn't want to do my reel. I didn't want to do anything because I was dysregulated. But when I say that I'm going to do something, I committed to posting every single day of this launch. When I commit to doing my MCJ every day because my nervous system needs it and loves it and supports it and appreciates it. I honor my word. And because my actions line up with my words, I am showing myself in the universe that I can commit to me, that I believe in me, that I'm prioritizing me. And then that allows us to have those external things be an extension of that. Because if we're saying we're going to honor ourselves and commit to ourselves, but then we're engaging in all the same behaviors that are keeping us stuck. And then we're wondering why things are not in alignment. We have to take a radical, honest look at how we're keeping ourselves stuck and doing it with a lot of gentleness and a lot of compassion, because most likely it's just little you who is feeling terrified of relating differently. And that's why we need co-regulation. That's why we need a safe nervous system to hold your hand every step of the way and work within your window of tolerance and taking baby steps of relating differently so that as you build that internal safety, you become more of an energetic match for what is in alignment for you. And it opens up space to lean more and more into faith because something can be in alignment, but if we're forcing the timing of it, that's us controlling. So just because something's in alignment, doesn't mean we're an energetic match for it yet. Doesn't mean it's meant to happen yet. It's an invitation to really trust the perfect divine timing of the universe. I had a client, oh my God, this just blew my mind. I love it so much. I had a client this week where he was wrapping up this business that he had in a particular state that he's living in. And he was feeling really bittersweet about it. He was like, wow, this, you know, this business did so well. 
um, you know, I'm sad to kind of be wrapping it up, but he's moving to his dream state. And he was like, maybe I could do something similar in this dream state. And I was like, fuck yeah, you can. And he sent me, I mean, you can't make this up. He sent me this website of a similar business that was meant to be experienced in this particular state because it was very specific to the state. And he said, I always wanted to do this, but I wasn't ready for it before. But now that we've been doing this work, that has led me to feeling safe enough to move out of this current state into this new state, which has been his dream for so, so long. He's now ready to actually take the seeds that his past self literally planted, knowing that even though it wasn't in alignment for him to do it then, it was in alignment for him to do it now because he's ready for it now because he's an energetic match for it now. So again, we can feel so clear on our desires and what's in alignment But if we are still living through trauma and nervous system wiring of scarcity, we're not going to be ready for it. So we have to do that work. And because he did this work first, he's now an energetic match for this new business that he wants to do once he moves. And now it's an alignment. So it's really trusting that our past selves are planting seeds, right? There are so many things I want to do in my business, but if I try to do all of them today, that wouldn't be in alignment because I'm not quite an energetic match for it. And it's also relating to things through faith and trust in the timing rather than, oh my God, I need to do all of it now because that's coming from a survival mode place. When we're allowed to honor, like, yeah, I have these dreams and these desires and every day I'm going to take small actions to move the needle forward. We are building that confidence within ourselves. We are building that safety within ourselves, And we trust that when the timing is right, not according to our human brains, but according to the universe, when we trust the divine timing of the universe, we then allow ourselves to you know, have those seeds that are past self-planted with our ideas, with the, you know, our intuition, with our heart, with all these desires, we allow those seeds to fully blossom, but they can't be forced, right? Just like a plant can't be forced to grow. You have to water it. You have to give it time and patience and love and sun and all. humans are in the same way. We need time. We need patience. We need flow. We need safety to lean into faith of that flow. So. We are coming up at time. So we're going to start wrapping up. So drop any questions in the comments below. There's no such thing as a stupid question. I love, love, love questions, any questions you want. And I invite you to look at what is something that you really, really want in your life? What is a desire of your heart? How are your actions either in alignment with that or not? And how can you show your nervous system, your body, your inner child that you are safe to take those baby steps each and every day? So holding them to feel safe so that you can step into your expansion, your power, and your abundance. And then I want you to do the same thing, but looking at what in your life feels out of alignment. So what in your life feels like it's being forced? What in your life is causing you stress and anxiety? my decision to burn my licensure papers was because it once I once thought it was in alignment. I once felt like it may have been a desire, but that desire was actually stemming from scarcity and survival. It wasn't actually stemming from my authentic self. Cause I didn't even know who my authentic, my authentic self was until I did this work of healing my nervous system. So that wasn't in alignment anymore. And I could have forced it but it was causing me such anxiety. Like even just imagining I had already taken two of the board's exams, taking a third one. I was like, Oh my God, I think I'd rather die. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to spend another minute on this because it doesn't feel in alignment. It doesn't light me up. It doesn't make me excited. And there's a difference between doing hard things, knowing that it's getting you to where you want to go. Like 
oh, building a business is really fucking hard, but it lights my soul on fire versus, oh, taking this licensure exam, the third one, um, and, you know, resubmitting this paperwork to the boards after they gave me all these bullshit reasons of why they weren't going to count all my hours after I'd finished all my hours it was a big fuck you. That would have been, that did not light my soul up. That was not worth it to me. So we have to listen to our bodies. When we fight our bodies, our guts are always communicating to us. The universe is always communi- communicating to us. When we fight ourselves and the universe on this, we suffer. And then we wonder why we're feeling anxious and depressed and just out of alignment. So look at your life. What feels out of alignment? What is not lighting you up? What is feeling forced? Where are you not feeling safe to actually jump to something else? And it's okay if you're not there yet. It's just good information. It's like, okay, this doesn't feel in alignment, but I'm not sure where to go from here, or I'm not sure how to feel safe to leave it, whether it be a relationship, a job, anything. And so meet yourself where you're at, even just being honest about that. Okay, this isn't an alignment and I don't know what to do about it yet, but I'm going to sit with it and take some time and maybe get some support, right? And this is why we do the work we do of rewiring our nervous system so that you actually feel safe to create the life that you want to live and feel how you want to feel. There is no greater gift. So let me know if you have any questions. Thank you, Rachel. Oh, you are so welcome. So glad that you joined. Thank you guys for who, uh, thank you guys who are still on here. You made it through the whole thing. (laughs) And if any questions come up, please let me know. There are still some spots left in my come home to yourself group. One of you who's listening is already in the group and I'm so excited to get started. Um, this group is for anxiously attached women who are ready to heal their anxious attachment, rewire their nervous system to feel safe, to actually expand and create a life beyond, beyond their wildest dreams. We're not here to create our dream life because we don't even know how good our dreams can get. So reach out if this calls to you, if you are looking for deeper ways of doing this work. And if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it on the gram, subscribe, tag me. My DMs are always open. I love connecting with you guys so, so much. And yeah, thank you for tuning in. I hope you all have a beautiful day. Take time to come home to yourself. Take time to breathe, to get into your body. Know that you are so safe and that literally any life that you want is available to you. We just have to do the work to get out of survival mode, to get into safety mode so that we can feel safe to expand. All right. Love you guys so much. I will see you next week for morning tea and I will see you for the podcast listeners on the next episode. Love you guys.